I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the back. Oh, welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member of MavsMoneyball.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, and a rising star in his own right. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? A rising star. A rising star. Um, do you have any other feelings about Anthony Davis, new, since the last time we talked about it? Do I have new feelings towards him? Um, he's a beautiful human being. Of course, we loves, know. He's, he loves the environment. Uh, he'd be great on an A team, especially if your favorite team is uh, in the running for him. I think that there's really only one spot for him. Uh, it's under the bright lights. One spot. Get it's out under of the bright lights, and uh, he should be traded for a bunch of mediocre young pieces that will rise in New can Orleans. We, can we both agree that there is no circumstance in which New Orleans should trade him before the deadline? I don't know because no circumstance. No, I don't care if he has a press conference tomorrow and says, I will only play for the Lakers. But, but him doing that though, really does diminish the market because eventually you know, teams aren't just going to keep taking risks on guys like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard because it's going to burn one of these teams. It could be Toronto. It wasn't the, it wasn't the thunder. Uh, the the Timberwolves decided that it wasn't going to be them when they traded Jimmy Butler, but it could happen to the to the Sixers. Uh, but Jimmy Butler didn't say he was going to leave. You know, he was going to leave in free agency, uh, yeah. threatened that way. But eventually, it's going to burn one of these teams. And Anthony Davis saying that he wants to you know go to the Lakers and he will he's essentially going to be a expiring contract. You know, not this season but next season, and he's going to walk and you're just going to you're going to get him for nothing. Um, that's probably going to diminish his value for a lot of teams that they're going to give less for him. And people keep talking about the Celtics like, Oh, they shouldn't, you know, blah, blah, blah. What if the Celtics don't offer a better package? You know, they can offer one right now. They can't trade for him right now, but they can talk about what they would give up for him. It's not, it's not, it's not like the trade machine where they have, you know, a grayed out, you know, Kyrie Irving or a grayed out, you know, players that can't be traded right now. And they just, they can't, they're restricted from talking about it. They can still talk about it and say, this is what we will, we will offer this summer. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's happening. You know, Danny Ainge is sitting back saying when when July 1st hits, here's our deal. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, or Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart and all the picks. And or whatever it is, like you know that deal's in place. They're just saying, "Hey, wait until then." And well, Jason Tatum's better than anything on the Lakers. People keep saying all these picks, all these picks. How good are all these Celtics picks actually going to be? Right? They're going to be better. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's I I get that narrative, but they're going to be better than any other the any other picks they can get from anywhere else. That's the thing. Because if you get picks from the Lakers, they're going to suck. You get picks from any. Anybody else outside of if they do it on draft night for the Knicks pick, they're still going to be better than everyone else's picks. So, like, that Grizzlies pick is top six or top eight protected. But then it goes to next year, top six, and then after that, it's unprotected. So it's like, that's going to be a pretty darn good pick at some point. You almost almost hope that you don't get it this year and it rolls over (laughs) to next year the year after that. Boston's the only scenario outside of Philadelphia with that Miami pick 
Boston's the only scenario in which all of their first round picks they were basically offering are is coming from a team that does not have Anthony Davis on it. So, right. That's are they spectacular? Are they unpro- unprotected top five looking picks? No, but they're better than any other picks that you can get from any other team. So. It just depends. It depends on what is offered because we don't know what is being offered. You know, what if the the Celtics are holding strong to they don't want to trade Jason Tatum? So then all of a sudden you're you're getting just some picks. Uh, that Sacramento pick is like 13 right now. Uh, the Clippers pick is 18 right now. I want the 13th and 18th pick for Anthony Davis. You know what I mean? No. Like the Memphis it, pick, I guess you, you know. But what if they don't want to wait? What if they, what if they don't have time to wait in New Orleans? What if they're going to be moved to Seattle? You know, they have a apparently oh, they, yeah. have a, they have a lease on that stadium until I guess twenty twenty four. I saw the other day. I mean, I think it. People like to um, compare Brandon Brandon Ingram to uh, KD before the draft. Wait till they see him in his Sonics jersey, and then they'll really uh, be comparing. <laughs> <him to. laughs> but uh, by year four, he will be as good as rookie KD. I'm going to call that. Oh gosh, let's just shoot for Texas, Katie. At that point, and that's still a stretch. No, but stretch, I, I think pun intended. Here, here's here's the thing with the Anthony Davis thing. If if you're a team like Portland, Milwaukee, Toronto, these type of guys, why not trade for him and unload a massive package for him, and then turn around if you don't think if you still don't think it's going to work, you can turn around and get get the same dang package New Orleans is going to wait on this summer. You see what I'm saying? Like, for instance, yeah, like Toronto. <clears throat> let's say, uh, let's say Portland. I think Portland is the exact same boat as like Toronto last year. If you're Portland and you say, <clears throat> "Here's C.J. McCollum, Zach Collins, picks, whatever else it could do to make it happen," and New- let's just say New Orleans loves C.J. McCollum, and you get Anthony Davis, you pair him with Damian Lillard, and you're like, "This is we're gonna roll with this." Try to convince him. You roll in this postseason, see any damage you could do. Go into the summer. So let's say you go into the summer and you don't have a good feel for it. Then you can call up Boston and L.A. and these guys and say, "All right, where's these packages that you promised New Orleans this summer?" <laughs> Let now. I mean, we're we were head. We're at some point we're gonna have to rebuild because we've ran our course with our core. And at that point, Portland just makes that trade and gets Tatum or gets the Lakers core or whatever it is. You see what I'm saying? Like, at least... Yeah, but Zach Lowe's talked about this this whole Portland thing. They're okay with where they are. <laughs> you know? Like... But they shouldn't, though. They you shouldn't be, but it, it, takes, it takes I, cojones to make a trade like that because you're, you're putting your whole job, your whole livelihood basically on the line with a trade like this. Well, that's why you're I'm besides sitting back at there. the top of the Eastern Conference. Because right, because he does that. Swing, you have to swing for it. You have to do something but, like that. But a year from now, we could be looking at the Raptors and saying, oh, dang, they, they made a big mistake. Also, I, I don't think they, it's a big mistake, though. I, I don't They can go in for Anthony Davis, and if they get Anthony Davis, and let's say they go to the finals, and then both the guys leave, then you're like, uh. <laughs> you still have AD for another year, though. Right. If Toronto without, makes the deal without Kawhi and old Kyle Lowry and okay, let's. I like Siakam, but I think he's getting a little too much overrated at this point. Yeah, as centerpieces for eighty, come on, no. But he's he's the a, most he's the most valuable piece of the things that they can give for him. Uh, yeah, for sure, I like him a lot. So they call but, it the centerpiece, but you're gonna add Van Vliet and other guys in there too. OG, okay. If you're Toronto, you call him up and you make that package around Siakam and OG and Van Vliet and you know valent you know whatever them for the uh, the contract and all that stuff then if you turn around this summer and Kawhi, you make the finals run 
Whatever happens, if yeah, Kawhi you leaves, the 04, 05 Lakers at that point, where you you just have the two guys, you probably get some old stars, and then you have nothing else on the bench. You have yeah, Slava but here, coming off the bench. But here's the point: if if Kawhi leaves this summer, then you turn around and and trade AD for any of those big packages, and then you start the rebuild that you were going to do anyway if Kawhi was going to leave. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah you don't I don't, I don't know if those packages will be there if he's just a one-year expiring deal that's still threatening to go to the Lakers. Right? Like, doesn't his value go down if he becomes an ex- like a one-year deal? I don't think from those teams. I don't think if it's a bidding war. Because it, it's going to be the same boat if they carry him past the deadline for the Pelicans. It's going to be the same boat this summer for them. It's going to be a bidding war between Boston and L.A. and those guys. And the Knicks. If you're Toronto, you swing for it right now with AD, and then Kawhi leaves, and then the Knicks call you up and say, we had the top pick in Zion and stuff, and then Zion's going to Toronto. What a weird set of circumstances, you know? Like, that could be a wow, realistic... He, over, he overtakes Vince Carter as the best player in Raptors history. <laughs> Dunking. and Anyway, I just... By the way, somebody tweeted me and asked, what, who do I think is better, Dwayne Wade and Vince Carter? And I just want to see your face. Do you know? Do you personally know this person? I don't. I can't remember who it is. Okay. I didn't know if there was something I could go visit. No, it was a tweet. Oh, okay, okay. So, I'm just... I, I, we're having a good time on this podcast right now. <laughs> why, 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 why bring up bad subjects? <laughs> Vince Carter would dunk all over his face. Let's keep going. <laughs> so, all right. You have any... I mean, we could talk, we could talk round and round about this AD stuff all day. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's to... so fascinating because is. he is he's trying to force the Pelicans' hand. The Pelicans are saying we don't want our hand to be forced. And he at least gave the Pelicans. I agree with the people on like the jump and Brian Winhorst that have been saying it's good that he gave them this time to at least try to get something for him. It wasn't, you know, after the deadline or, you know, this summer where they're gonna probably get less. You can it's either a, you can either wait for this summer and hope that there's a bidding war between the Celtics and other teams like Celtics and Lakers or um yeah you know other teams like that that get in the mix or this could be the most that you get from from another team maybe outside of the Lakers because uh he has this year and then the rest of next year on his contract. Well it's kind of like the Melo compared to like LeBron situation. You have to I mean when you look at both of those guys when they left their teams there is LeBron left and didn't didn't give the Cavs anything in return, and they sucked. And he went to the Heat, but in return, the team he went to didn't have to gut their team, and he won titles. Melo played the good guy card. Well, they already the, gutted for, their team, and they got two guys with him. <laughs> yeah, sure, true. <laughs> but Melo, at least giving the Nuggets a heads up and saying, I want to go to the Knicks, the Knicks had to gut their team and trade for him. He didn't leave his team empty-handed, but in return... He didn't win anything, so well, it's like, what what card do you want to play? You know, yeah. Well, we found out through the, throughout the course of his career that Carmelo Anthony's game doesn't necessarily lend itself to winning basketball. Uh, true, 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 true. But just the concept of, hey, there's a if you want to go to a place, you don't have to tell your team, and it could help you win in the long run. And when you, if you just leave them for nothing and just go join the team instead of having the team trade for you, or yeah. you can. Tell your team and saying, you know what, I feel bad for my team. I'm on. I'm gonna let them at least get something for me. But then the team you're going to is gutting their whole team for you, and you might not be able to win immediately because of that. So those are those are hard decisions to make, and I don't blame. Yeah, but you forget, Isaac. LeBron doesn't have that time to wait for Anthony Davis. 
that's why he's sitting out right now, saying I ain't wasting my legs on this dang not team. Wasting my legs but, until I get my boy in here. Listen, we talked all about Anthony Davis uh, on yesterday's pod, so you can go talk about that or go listen to that. Um, just quit tweeting us about if Anthony Davis is going to be a Maverick. That's that's all. I was in a, I was in a meeting today, and I leaned over to my buddy and I said I showed him my phone and I said if I get one more tweet from somebody asking how can Dallas get Anthony Davis, I'm sorry, it just. We just can't. In- they can get him to visit the American Airlines Center two to three times a year. <laughs> if yes. he stays in the West. Now, obviously, I'm saying that, bec- assuming that we're not trade. Like, we're no, we're never going to trade Luka Doncic for that. So, nope, not even straight up, not even one for one straight up. No, no, not even, not even considering it. Uh, let's take a quick. Let's take a quick. Let's wow. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll uh, we'll let's get into the Rising Stars game because the rosters came out. And there's a special uh, there's a special coaching decision made for the Rising Stars game that we have to get into. I'm ready. All right, Isaac. So the Rising Stars game has been announced. Uh, if you haven't followed the All Star game in a while, or if you're new to the NBA, the Rising Star game used to be a rookie versus sophomore game that was just any player that was a rookie or sophomore, your first or second year in the league. So just anybody could be in it. Then maybe five years ago, four or five years ago, they changed it to this Team USA versus Team World, and it's still first and second year players. Uh, and they only pick 10 players per roster, which is kind of interesting. You'd think that they would go with the, the full 12, but they stick like with it. 10. They stick with 10, and I kind of like it because there are some years where Ma- Malcolm Brogdon wins the rookie of the year, and you don't have 10 guys that look like Stop it. <laughs> I like Brogdon. I hope he's a future Maverick. Yeah, but if, he's, if he was the best rookie in that class besides Embiid, who missed a bunch of games, then the rest of that class playing in the the Rising Stars game, you know, you just don't have enough depth to. Uh, it just to gets watered down. Fill out a full roster, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's how you have. Never mind. I'm not going to name names. No one's here to see Colin Sexton in the Rising Stars game, right? Oh so. wow! I'm sorry. Wow! I'm sorry. <laughs> wow! Maybe Michael Porter Jr. can get some minutes. So here's the. <laughs> He's looking Remember good. He on, he's Luka? looking good on Denver's sideline. What next, to Isaiah Thomas? Maybe. He does look pretty fly. He's got some nice outfits, but <laughs> he's got um, some nice outfits. Do you do you so, remember that tidbit when when the draft happens and he said Luca was like one of the most overrated prospects? No, didn't he just like an Instagram post? I thought he actually commented on. It. Anyway, keep on going. Anyway, he's public enemy number seven at this point. <laughs> so here's the here's the rosters for the Rising Stars Team USA and Team World. So here's Team USA. It's Jared Allen, Marvin Bagley, Lonzo Ball, John Collins, De'Aaron Fox, Jaron Jackson Jr., Kyle Kuzma, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, and Trey Young. Um, Isaac, I did not say Dennis Smith Jr. Dennis Smith Jr. did not make the Rising Stars game. He was in it last year. He had a nice alley-oop dunk, I remember, but he did not uh, make it this year. Some of it, I believe, is because of games, but we'll, we'll get into that in a second. Team World, here's Team World's roster. OG Ananobi. Um, who is from United Kingdom apparently and Toronto. He's from or he's he's a I thought he was I thought he was Canadian, but I guess you no, know, he's from uh, the UK. DeAndre Ayton, he's from the Bahamas. Bogdan Bogdanovich, the one from the Sacramento Kings, he's from Turkey slash Serbia. I'm so Lu- glad you're pronouncing all these. Luka Doncic from Spain, Slovenia. It yes. says Spain because that's where his team is from. It says team yeah. prior team, and then it's this country next to it on this list I'm looking at. Shea Gilgis Alexander from Canada, uh, Radonis Kuruks from uh, the Brooklyn Nets. He is from Latvia. 
Um, I can't I can't uh, like praise him enough. He's been so good this year. Second round pick that almost everybody passed on and he's balling out. Well, yeah, and there's balling. that there was that documentary before this the season about uh Zion and Musa um and Luca talking about how, you know, they're coming from the former, you know, uh Czech Republic and all of a sudden the second round picks kind of overtaking him too. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Um the Lori Markinen from Finland, Josh Kogi from Nigeria, Chetty Osman from Turkey. And then Ben Simmons from Australia. That's Team World. So our boy Maxi and our Why guy. Why does Ben Simmons? Our- ben okay. Simmons feels like he's like Aaron Kraft of like college. He's just going to continue to play in this game forever. <laughs> the former Ohio State point guard. Um, yeah, he well he's still a rookie, so he's just going to keep. He's going to be in it of next course. year too. <laughs> People keep on saying Luke is going to win the Rookie of the Year. I don't know. They might give it to Ben Simmons. <laughs> So, what did you think about the rosters? Your initial thoughts about the, the rosters coming out? Were there any snubs? Where is Maxi Kleber? Where? Who are you putting him instead of? Um, Josh Akoji. We could do that, but he's played yes. a lot. He's played a lot of games. He started a lot of games for that team. Okay, he's cool. had some good moments. How many games has Markinen played this year? Twenty-seven. Oh, cool. I wonder how many Maxi's played. Maxi Kleba's played 44. I uh, should have played more. Has Laurie Markkinen been twice as good as Maxi Kleba this year? <laughs> I don't know. No, that, I mean, I think games played should, should matter in this. Well, we, we okay. think it mattered for Dennis. I mean, you know I love him, but OG. No, OG's playing. He's playing minutes on one of the best teams and his stats really don't say what he does on a on a on a team and and Akogi's kind of in the same okay, spot. Okay, that okay. That that's We, we that can say the same get, for Maxi. The reason that why that argument kind of gets many, to me because other, if Maxi was on the Raptors, he could be balling out right now. How many other podcasts would even be mentioning Maxi Kleba saying that, you know, he shouldn't get a, a that he should get a spot in this game. Like I don't think any because no one knows his impact. They don't watch him night to night. And I think I think these other podcasts and these other teams say the same about those guys because those are those type some, of guys. Some of these guys that go like we know Andy Bailey and stuff through Bleacher Report and, and those guys and like I mean they deep dive into stats. They know exactly who Maxi is. Yeah. Guys that really d- dive into the stats, they see Maxi's name on all these. Or the guys that um, watch the film. Like didn't didn't Zach Lowe write about Maxi Kleba this year? Zach Lowe's talked about him. So like these guys know the guys that <laughs> actually look into these numbers. You see a common theme when it comes to. When you look at Maverick stats, that Maxi is one of those guys, and that I, I get the playing on a better team thing, but you can't tell me if Maxi was playing on the Bucks or the Raptors or one of these teams that he wouldn't be playing really well. So, like, I don't. I'm just yeah. saying that their their rotation is is a little deeper, and his minutes mean a little bit more than than Maxi's, and he's getting more minutes on a team like that. Okay, I hear that argument, but I think he should be in there over Josh Okoge. Speaking of minutes, the uh, the international team team world, their minutes are very interesting to me. So if you look at um, players not born in the United States and for, with their first and second year being this season, um, top twelve in minutes of of that group. So first or second year in the league this season and not born in the United States. The only two players on that list. In the top 12 that did not make this roster are Frank Nilakina. He's played 872 minutes. And Maxi Kleba, who's played 828 minutes. Kuroops wow. has played. Nilakina one is interesting to me because 
I feel like he went to a stretch there where he's hardly playing. Yeah, but then he's played. Then he's played. You know, a lot of minutes in some games. He's played in forty-one games, uh, twenty-one minutes per game. He started sixteen games, so he did have a stretch there where he was starting a lot. Um, Kuroks has only played seven hundred and five minutes in thirty-four games. Um, OG Ananobi's only played eight hundred and thirty-seven minutes in forty-one games. Markinen's only played eight hundred and forty-nine minutes. That's your. That's the bottom five of that group. Um, and then the top seven is all guys that are almost a thousand or, or way over a thousand or almost a thousand hmm. minutes played. So it's Case almost like point, they, Max it should be in there. It's almost like they took the top, they took the top 10 in minutes and was like, ah, let's get rid of Frank and Maxi and we'll put in OG and Kuruks. I understand Kuruks, but Josh Akogi, I mean, he could barely even sniff tips rotation at the beginning of the year, I think, but I could be wrong. <laughs> Uh, and there's no wing bias in this. There's a lot of wings in this game. Chetty. Maxi should be in the game. Okay. I like Chetty. What Chetty's do we good. think? What do we think about about Luca and Ben Simmons starting together? And Shea Gilgis Alexander. This starting lineup is probably going to be. Uh, I was trying to figure this out earlier, and I just stopped because my mind was going everywhere. It's probably going to be Luca, Ben Simmons, uh, Gilgis Alexander, Markinen, and Aiton, right? Luca, Ben Simmons. With with Chetty come Chetty and Bogdanovich come off the bench, or you could put Bogdanovich in instead of Shea Gilgis. If you're trying to get a, an effective team, you bring Gilgis Alexander off the bench. But here's the thing: you have to start <laughs> Ben Simmons at point guard because he couldn't hit the ocean with a beach ball. We'll start him at five so, then. <laughs> they're gonna start DeAndre Ayton. So, so yeah, I think guaranteed is Luca Ayton and Ben Simmons, then Markinen. Outside of that, have fun with that. Oh, and we didn't mention the the person that's going to be making this decision, this very decision that we're talking about, is the one and only. It was so cool that he's doing the this tall because from the, G. the tall baller from the G, Dirty Nowitzki. Um, he's the honorary coach of Team World this year. Kyrie Irving's going to be the honorary cap or honorary coach of Team USA. And if Kyrie Irving does not Coach this game dressed up as Uncle Drew. I'm boycotting. I'm not going to watch it. I, we won't talk about it on this podcast. I refuse. Uncle because Drew. Because we need to see an Uncle, suit? Uncle Drew. Yeah, in a suit next to um, Dirk would be incredible. Could they do an Uncle Dirk alongside of him? Um, Isn't he already there? That I'm about to quit this pod. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's so mean. They Stop walk, it. They walk the same. <laughs> oh sorry guys that's my alarm for my medicine because i'm old <laughs> and because you've had a cough for 12 years that everybody's really concerned about i'm le- legit i'm a few days away from i might have to go get an x-ray on my chest over all of this dang just a cough yeah, yeah i know it's went so long and unreal don't die um, i'll have to replace you with kirk or somebody <laughs> about about 10 it. people got really excited that i just said that <laughs> <laughs> I love kidding uh, Dirk about Harrison Barnes. By the way, it's my favorite thing right now. Kidding um, Kirk about it. Yes, kidding Kirk about it. Maxi should be on this team. Yeah, I'm. Uh, this is going to be a fun game. Like it most will be, of the time, yeah. Friday night, you just kind of look past it. But hopefully, this is the um, first of two games that Luke will be playing over the weekend. But we'll see. We know we'll this see. one. We know this one for sure. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll debate. The Rising Stars Team USA roster. 
All right, Isaac, so the Team USA roster, I'll reiterate it if you guys don't remember. Uh, it's Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, Kyle Kuzma, De'Aaron Fox, Trey Young, Lonzo Ball, Jaron Jackson Jr., Jarrett Allen, John Collins, and Marvin Bagley. Dennis was not named to this list, and if you could pick one player to not play in this game, Dennis will replace, besides Lonzo, Lonzo's injured, so Dennis might make it uh, if Lonzo doesn't play in the game. He might be named as a replacement. You think since that... he'll be Since he'll be in the area already... <laughs> <laughs> you, you think that he's being advised not to play in it? <laughs> uh, I bet if his grandma would ask him to play, that he would he would suit up. Okay, so besides Lonzo Ball, though, pick one player to not play in this game and be replaced by Dennis. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Trey Young. No, stop it. <laughs> No, probably. Uh, no, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's I mean, tough. Probably. it's a tough list. No, this is a good it's, it's group. Bagley. Like, like, it's Bagley. So I, I joked on Twitter. And I said, hey, are we sure Knox shouldn't be in over Bagley? And like I was just saying, like, I think it's I think it's at least a conversation. I don't think it's like a it might be a short conclusion. one. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Bagley, they're his per 36 numbers and stuff like that. But they both average 12 points. Yeah, but Bagley's Bagley. team is, is decent. And, Here and we go Knox's, with the team. Knox's stuff team again. is the they're number one in the lottery right now. Are we going to? They have Jacob no. Evans? They have no number one option. Jacob Evans should be in this game because he's shooting he plays terrible. For the Warriors. He's shooting so bad. He's shooting thirty seven percent from the field. What are what are the what are the differences in the three point shooting? Oh my gosh! I just told you he's shooting thirty seven percent from the field. I'm pretty sure he's shooting better from the three point than Bagley yeah, is. He's shooting thirty four percent. He's shooting thirty four point seven percent from three. He takes almost five a game. Listen, I would take Bagley over him. I'm just, I just don't think it's a um, a one hundred percent like end of conversation. Bagley is scoring 10. more points per game than him in four less minutes per game and taking two less shots per game. More points than him by how much? By point six. Okay, so they're both averaging like 12. Bagley's only averaging, what, two more rebounds than him? Yeah, and their their assists and steals are the exact same, which is kind of hilarious. Yeah, Bagley should be in over him. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't think it's a... And Bagley's coming off the bench. Yes, and so if I had to pick somebody not to play in this game, um, yeah, it would be Bagley, I think, in my opinion. It's weird, did you... There's only three rookies that's on Team USA roster. And there well, it's tough. Is, this sophomore group is so good. I mean, Trey Young, five Jared, of them. Trey Young, Jaron Jackson, and Bagley are the only three. Well, and Aiton and Luca are are internationals. So and and Shea Gilgis. So they it's get, weird. It's also weird seeing uh, Jaron Jackson and Bagley born in the year nineteen ninety nine. Oh, we're we're a year away right now from year two thousand. We're we're about to start talking about guys born in the year two thousand being in the draft. So, oh, that's that's so weird. You, um, not ready uh, when for, I was I'm not ready was, for that. I was texting you before this, and I said, you know, assuming if Lonzo doesn't play in this game, what are the options besides Dennis? Who, what would be Dennis's competition for that spot? Well, here, here are the next highest in minutes played. If we go by okay. what the international roster kind of went by, because they pretty much picked who <laughs> who played the most minutes, and a lot of times minutes, you know, can can tell you who is you know maybe mm. a better player. Cotton. Unless you play for your YMCA at this level, like Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, Kuzma, and Fox are the highest in minutes played so far. Okay, yeah, those are all solid players. Um, Okay, Colin Sexton, Mikael Bridges, Josh Hart, Ryan Archie Diacono, hilariously, Kevin Herter, Josh Jackson, Monty Morris, Kevin Knox, Jonathan Isaac, Wendell Carter, 
Derek White, Bam Adebayo, Justin Jackson from Sacramento, Tory Craig from Denver, Landry Shim. Solid names, dude. There's a lot of good names. Uh, a couple other good ones. Terrence Ferguson, who started every game for the, the Thunder. Zach Collins, played 51 games for Portland. Lonzo Trier, who torched the Mavericks this year. Uh, Miles Bridges. He, he probably deserves it more than Knox. My, yeah, I, yeah, I would pick, I would pick yeah. him over Knox, for sure. Miles um, Bridges, Dennis Smith Jr., Malik Monk, and then after that you get to like... That's wild, dude. That's, I mean, that's the list. That's a, that's a solid list of, of players. There's a lot of options. So for people who are looking at saying Lonzo's not going to play, Dennis will be in the game. I wouldn't guarantee yeah. that. I mean, there's a there's a lot of people like Kevin Herter. And I think and some of this what, game what is about representation too. So I think they'll, they'll, they might take a guy that's on a different team, you know? Yeah, like, true. Um, Like Kevin like Herter, ba- I don't know, will make it because there's already two Hawks in it. Like Bam. I don't know. I haven't seen Bam's like uh, – like his deep stats this year, but I like him as a player. Um, Jonathan Isaac, maybe. Yeah, that would be my guess. Jonathan Isaac. He started. Derek White, since he came back from injury, but I don't know if he'll have the games played for it. Yeah, he's Derek White's. Derek White's played forty-two games. That really huh. surprised me. I thought he was just. He had a big injury at the beginning of the year, but yeah. I, I like him. I like him a lot too. Man, some of those. Who, Colin, Colin Sexton, Sexton probably <laughs> just because of just because of name and the amount of some time of his, he's played. Some, some of his stats, though, bro. He's not good, but I mean, rough. if you look at his counting stats, fourteen points, three boards, almost three assists. Uh, he's shooting not that great, but but you you said a name in there that I hope he he doesn't have another guy on his team in this in this game. And he deserves credit, and his team is very good. Denver, and that's that's Monty, Monty Morris. Yeah, that he deserves to be in this game. And is he's a sophomore? He's not, or is he a rookie? No, what is he? Uh, he's twenty three. Just kind of surprising, huh? So he's kind of yeah. Somebody tweeted at me and said when I, I tweeted, I said Maxi should be in this game. Somebody tweeted at me and said Maxi's twenty seven years old. <laughs> I don't think it. Uh, Monty Morris matters. played three games for Denver last year. Okay, so he was a second round uh, pick in 2017. He was 51st overall. Okay, so he's technically a sophomore. Technically a sophomore. Um, I like Monty Morris. I hope he gets rewarded with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be if if Lonzo doesn't play. uh, Other than that, ever I mean, the rest of this list is solid. John Collins has surged back from. Oh man, what a year he's having. Jared Allen representing the Nets. Jared Allen's solid. The, I feel like he's blocked everybody. Hey, I saw uh, a couple of Nets accounts tweet this. Uh, total Nets in the Rising Stars game, two. Total Knicks in the Rising Stars game, zero. <laughs> wow. Total Lakers. Kuzma, Lonzo. Yeah. Two. Um, pretty much all you're getting is two. You can't, it's hard to get more than two in this game. It's only 20 spots. So who's the starters for Team USA? That's tough. Okay, Mitchell Tatum, Fox. Yes. Ooh. Um, Jaron Jackson and John Collins. Did I name six players? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, wait. Mitchell Tatum, Fox, Jaron Jackson, and John Collins. That's pro- that, Those are my – or maybe instead of Jaron Jackson, maybe Jared Allen. No, I'd put Jackson in there. Have fun with it. Man, that's going to be such a fun game. Yeah. I'm excited for that game. 
Even though it might be bad basketball, I'm still I love All Star Weekend. It's one of my favorite things in all of sports. It's always been a huge. It's like it's bigger than a Super Bowl weekend for me. Like I literally I have it on my work calendar. I have it on every like everything in my phone to where like that whole weekend I do nothing. It's just a fun and, social media event. You know, it's fun to like you know when Dennis got robbed last year. I mean that was super fun. Even 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 though it was you know messed up and it was terrible, but like we had fun making fun of it, and making memes, and yes, it's it's enjoyable. Yes, it, for, it is for uh, big nerds like us. <laughs> and there'll be multiple pods made out of it and hey, the trade I, deadline I, used to be close to it but now it's gonna be uh man we're what um uh a week and two days away from the trade deadline gosh it's coming um hey i have a i have a random uh anthony davis team for based off a player on one of these rosters okay if you're deandre ayton wow or Phoenix said what if Phoenix says we're, we're done with this? We're swinging fully. Well, Phoenix in. has tried to swing a bunch of times for free agents. They try to get Blake Griffin. They try and they to, say they we're going to pair Kentucky LaMarcus. Kentucky boys and put Booker and AD together and see if we can convince somebody this summer or another trade. And if you're the Pelicans, where does Aiton rank on those prospects? Is he better than any Laker prospect? As a prospect, yeah, probably. Not Tatum. No, Tatum's still, better than Aiden. I'd still put Tatum. Tatum. Oh yeah, for sure, right now. But and then, would you rather have Aiden or any draft pick outside of Zion? Yeah. Okay. So would, Aiden would be the second best prospect of all these rumored deals behind Jason Tatum, probably. Yeah, but what else are they putting in it? <sighs> draft picks. I mean, Mikael Bridges, Josh Jackson, T.J. Warren. Booker and Booker and Anthony Davis. That team's just, that team's garbage fire, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you if, get if rid teams of some stuff there, on that team, and they're gonna be even worse. And <laughs> they're not making. They're obviously not gonna make the playoffs this year. They they suck so bad right now to where if they made that deal at the deadline, even if they did, <clears throat> they brought AD in that pick. They're not gonna make the playoffs. It that that pick unprotected still gonna be probably top ten. And then well, right now it's guaranteed. Yeah. I think it's top six guaranteed. Well, I'm saying if they, AD comes in, they win some. Like that would be an all-in move for one year of AD to say you and Devin Booker and whatever. That it's probably too risky, but Phoenix, I feel like, has been at the bottom for so long. That would mess up the the timeline, which is what Phoenix fans all like to to call their. What name. timeline are you on? They they got like, this they got this young core. They it's got, like the Rugrats rug timeline. You're just gonna stay there forever. Well, they like, just sucked at drafting. They've sucked at drafting for so long. They picked Bender. They picked Chris. Which, by the way, Chris Marquise Chris would still like a trade. Everyone, I just want everybody to know. We that. didn't cover that breaking news, did we? No, and no one did because it happened. Hey, right, Nate, it happened let me ask right you. Before Anthony Davis did. Let me ask you: Should Dallas be interested in Marquise Chris? No. No, I agree. There it is. <laughs> Dwight Powell is better than Marquise Chris. Absolutely. I would take Dwight Powell against Marquise Chris in a three-point shootout. Give me Dwight Powell <laughs> all day. Also, Anthony Davis got $50,000 for publicly requesting a trade. Does Marquise Chris get fined for publicly requesting a trade? <laughs> I, that's the biggest. Like He probably has that in his shoe. 
like 50k in his shoes like here you go just you can have 50k so the equivalent for what anthony davis is making i saw this several people tweeted this out uh for somebody making fifty thousand dollars a year just to make it like a round number uh that would be a hundred dollars wow that's the equivalent <laughs> that's insane i wish fifty thousand dollars was uh <laughs> was that drop in a bucket I know that's that's a, a entire year salary for what I just said. <laughs> that's absolutely insane. So, um, all right, there you go, Rising Stars game, Coach Dirk. We're excited to see it. I'm excited to see Dirk like call out Luca and, and chew him out on the bench and like joke about it. You know he's gonna have fun with it. And guys, appreciate everything that Dirk is doing for All Star Weekend. He does not have to do this. He, he does not um, want to do it. If, <laughs> I was gonna say if I had to uh, put money down and whether he uh, is 100% thrilled about it. But I, I think there were probably some people that were in his ear of just please do this. Let them honor you. Let the game honor you. Let the league honor you. And the fact that he's doing something like this, like he's going to, like he's going for the whole weekend. He's going to take part in these activities. And uh, yeah, I mean, he wins or not in the three point shootout. We're all going to be rooting for him. I'm not picking anybody else over him. Um, but just appreciate it all. Like I just, you can't, yeah. I mean, you can't appreciate freaking Dirk enough. He's unreal. And he had a great moment the other day on Twitter in which he quote tweeted the guy who tweeted it out of when he was asked about Cuban and LeVar Ball. (laughs) All right. There you go, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Hey, peace out. Boom. Boom.